1: Some My Guys in the Desert. Hour 2, kicking off right here in the v studio from the South Point Sportsbook uh, Hotel and a hotel also, rather, and a spa, if you're Jimmy Vaccaro. Uh, we have Vinny Maulo on the desk today and Jeff Parles as well. And before we get to talking about tonight's NBA game with JVT, our senior NBA analyst, uh, we will talk a little bit about some more Point Spread Weekly articles that came out today. So Point Spread Weekly comes out every Wednesday. There's a new issue out today. You can check it out at v Our very own Matt Eumanns, uh, we may remember him from hosting this show a couple weeks Ago. He's been filling in on Follow the Money lately. Uh, he wrote about the NL MVP battle going on between DeGrom and Tatis Jr. So, Jacob DeGrom opened at 50 to 1. Meanwhile, Fernando Tatis Jr. opened at 9 to 1. So, a lot more liability for the books here on DeGrom, I have to imagine, Vinny. Uh, and they are kind of the two short shots right now in NL MVP. DeGrom at plus 115 and Tatis Jr. at plus 160. Behind them, Ronald Acuna Jr. sitting at 4 to 1. Beyond that, we're sitting at 30 to 1 or higher.
3: I think, uh, you know, uh, DeGrom's had a sensational season so far. But I, I think there's also you have to take into account the mindset of the voters. And, and typically, like, you look at it and go, okay, DeGrom is really the, the, the great leader for the side, right, barring an injury. But the fact of the matter is Tatis Jr., he plays every day. So that's that that stigma, if you will, is always going to be there for uh, you know for a pitcher to win the the MVP. Plus, they have their own separate award. And you know what, Tatis? Look, I got to be honest with you, Tatis Junior. He's very entertaining too. He's very engaging. He's very popular, likable. And you know what? Yeah. I, so uh, as much as I'd like to see you know an opportunity for, for that to change, I think in the American League. To be honest with you, I think there's a better chance for, and we'll get to the American League here in a minute, Jeff. I want to hear what you got to say about the uh, the, the National League. I, but I think there's a better chance for Otani in the American League than Degrom in the National League, simply because of the uh, offensive numbers he's. Oh,
4: a hundred percent agree with you on that. I, I, at this point, I mean Otani basically every single night that Otani plays there's some stat where it's him, Babe Ruth, and a bunch of guys who played in the 1800s are the only guys who've ever done whatever Otani had done that night. That's how ridiculous of a season he has had. Uh, So I agree with you on that. The one concern I have with Degrom winning the MVP is that he is not pitching deep enough in the games. Mm -hmm. And Tom Ferducci, who's a very respected baseball guy about 10 days ago, basically said right now, I would not vote for him because he's not pitching deep enough in the games. And, Mm Tatis is going to be is on a team that is going to definitely be in the playoffs, even if they're a wild card. San Diego's going to be there. I think the Mets are going to be there. I think they're still going to win the East. But there's more of a path. There's, it's just the path is wider for Tatis Jr. to win this award. When you're a pitcher, you have to be so much better than everyone else in your league. And, look, DeGrom has been so much better than every other pitcher on the planet so far. But has he been that much better than tatis jr right now i would say no so i would lean tatis jr uh as the person i would bet of those two to win the nln mvp
3: and, and de you know if he pitches 85 pitches for him is, is a lot and i think he's done that maybe you know a quarter of the time the majority that, of his starts now right, yeah. except for that complete right, game early exactly. in the year yeah
1: taking a look at this board is there anything bettable beyond those two
4: at this point
3: no, no, I, I can't see it. I really no, can't. I, I mean,
4: unless if uh, the only counter is if the Braves come back and win the NL East, which, watching them, I don't see that. It would be on the shoulders of Ronald Acuna Jr. So that would be right. the only Sitting other. Around 4-1. Yeah, he'd be the only other one who had a shot.
3: Or if the Dodgers go on a ridiculous roll and As they bets, bets turns things around at yeah, it's sixty-six, possible. seventy to one. Well, oh, then that's certainly a, a. That's a juicy number. number I like c- it, consider. Vinny.
1: Uh, You guys were talking about Shohei Otani, too. So looking at the AL MVP, he's a short shot right now. Minus 125. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. sitting at plus 115. And Xander Bogarts all the way down at 28-1. to I mean, Shohei pitching tonight, two home runs last night, uh, and leads the MLB with 28 home runs. Is he the prohibitive favorite here?
3: Again, I'd I'd lean closer towards him more so than DeGrom. I mean, the guy just – the way he hits and – he doesn't miss games see? No, he doesn't. Jeff, right? Let's face it. So I,
4: he's, the, he's the best player in baseball right now. Yeah. I, I don't and so think much it's fun fast. to watch.
3: Yeah, he is. To Vinny's yeah. point. Again, yeah. he's, he's modern-day Babe Ruth. Yeah. That's what he is. He's, on, he's in the lineup just well, about every night. Well, we have to
4: remember, people
1: vote on these, right? Yes. So you are yeah. handicapping humans here, as we mm-hmm. always say, in primetime action. Let's get back into the NBA. We'll bring on our NBA analyst right here on My Guys in the Desert. Welcome back into the oddstrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out oddstrader.com and download the free oddstrader app right now so you can start winning with the up to the second info you need. Danielle Avari back here on My Guys in the Desert on the Desk with Vinny Mayulo and Jeff Parles. Huge thanks to Eddie Olchek for joining us in the last hour to talk about the Stanley Cup finals. Of course, this hour we're going to have to bring on our NBA senior analyst, Jonathan Von Toble, to talk about tonight's NBA action. So, JVT, welcome. Thanks for making some time for us today.
5: Yeah, what's up, crew? I drove all the way back from Newport Beach just so I could do this hit for you guys, and uh, not because I have all the money due in the morning or anything like that. You
3: okay. were in Newport Beach, came back. Jeez, I, 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 I got to. He can't come on a show a without session. telling us
1: that he was at the beach, so it's it's kind of upsetting. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate you making the time, and even we get to see you in person, uh, in the flesh here. So uh, right. Suns Clippers going on 9 p.m. Eastern Game Six. Suns lead the series three to two. Just give me your initial thoughts for this one.
5: So, I, I think you the thing you start with, Danielle, is uh, will the Los Angeles Clippers, you know, Avicii Zubac and the status of him hanging over this game. Um, but what's going to happen with this small ball lineup? Because this has been the story for the Los Angeles Clippers, I, I think, up to this point, right? It, this small ball lineup has been chaotic. It has been fantastic. It has been their best weapon so far. in every single one of these series, to be frank, they went small against the Dallas Mavericks. They tried to fit Avicii Zubac back into the fold when they took on Rudy Gobert. They go small again. They absolutely dice up the Utah Jazz. Right, And so then you see what happens yesterday. And look, they did win a game with Aziz Zubac playing. I think it was 38 minutes uh, in that win that they had in game three. So it's not to say he is useless, but by far, the Clippers play their best when they have Marcus Morris at the five and they have a whole bunch of rangy wings with massive wingspans getting dribble penetration and kicking it out to shooters. And you saw the potential of that lineup again in this game. What was it a Monday night? So I think that's the the, the first thing for me, Danielle, is what's the starting lineup going to look like? Is Ty Lue going to commit to this small ball five center or the small ball lineup? Because it, when they commit to five out, like they have been over these last couple of games over these last couple of series, they have been one of the best teams in the NBA, just the way that they play.
3: JVT with the series price now five Suns five to one and the Clippers plus four. You've been on the Clippers uh, for uh, really for all, all season long. You've liked them, particularly to come out of the West. How does this now uh, approach? How does your approach here uh, with I in mean, an elimination game? How is that going to impact your either your future or how you're going to approach this game tonight from a betting standpoint?
5: So, I, you know, Vinny, I, I'm generally, so I have my 11 to 1 ticket on the Clippers to win the NBA Finals. Uh, I bet that right after going into game, what is it, game five? So, game six of the Dallas Mavericks mm-hmm. series. Uh, and, look, I, I like this team overall, I, you know, and I'm not really much on hedging off of futures for the most part. Like, it's a good amount of money, but it's not massive, right? And hedging is very personal. So, for me, I've just handicapped these games as I see fit and go forward with it. You know, today, I, I've heard you guys mention, I was watching a little bit earlier, sitting back and waiting for like a one and a half and getting something good on yeah. the Los Angeles Clippers because I do think that they are live again in this spot here today. So, at least from a personal standpoint, Benny, I, I just, with futures, I really won't bet them. And if it shouldn't be betting futures, I should put it if you're looking to hedge off of them, I think you should bet futures. If you think that there's a realistic chance that that thing is going to win. And if they get to the NBA finals, you know, maybe there is something I can do with it. But for the most part, I haven't let the future affect how I'm, how I'm handicapping each one of these games. Good. KVT, you, you
4: mentioned did uh, And we saw it again in game five, the Clippers small ball lineup has been their best lineup uh, throughout this postseason, we saw them run Rudy Gobert off the court in Game Six. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, even though he'd had a a minus a plus minus in this series, was really unplayable in Game Five. Even again, we uh, we're not sure on if Zubac is in there, and it, you're probably not getting the production he got out of Cousins in Game Five again. But shouldn't the small ball be the Clippers' no- starting lineup and just what they are at this point with the success they've had throughout this postseason run?
5: Yeah. You, you know, you can totally make the argument, Jeff, but, you know, and you kind of alluded to it. Remember game three, Zubach had a game high. I think it was like plus 28 in the plus minus, right? Like he was really, really good in that game. And I, you know, you even go back to game four when he was playing out there and I even tweeted this out, like you give Zubac credit because there's been a lot of times in this series where he has been out in space against a Chris Paul or against a Devin Booker and held his own and contested shots and blocked a couple of attempts from distance. So, you know, I, I think, it's weird with Zubats right because I think there is a complaint that when they like it's essentially picking do I want to be great or do I want to be good and so I would agree with the sentiment that this small ball lineup should probably be the way to go right you want to be great you want to maximize your potential and when you have this small ball lineup you're talking about five guys who can shoot the three four guys who can really attack off the bounce legitimately and the one I'm taking out of there is Nick Batum who can still attack off the bounce if he really wants to we saw it a couple of flashes in the last few games. So I would agree with you overall that I think that if you are going to win this series, if you're going to win tonight, if you're going to go into Phoenix and win another game, which, by the way, you know, if they win the last one. They could have won game two. How crazy that one was hmm. like the small ball lineup is when you are most effective. So I would agree with the sentiment. You want that out there. But I I don't think Ty Lue should be, you know, killed for the fact that, hey, you're playing Zubac too much. Zubac has really held his own in this year.
1: JVT, we've had you on a lot over the NBA playoffs, and I remember you at one point saying that the Clippers were the team that on paper had what it takes to win this entire thing. Right now, though, of course, they're the long shot at plus 650 on DraftKings. The Suns are the favorite at minus 155 to win the entire championship. Are they still a team that you look at for that? Anything in terms of the future who will actually win the title?
5: Well, so I th- I always think, Danielle, right, at this point right now, when you're so deep into the postseason, you shouldn't really be looking a lot at the futures board, right? Especially when you consider the K- nature of what's happening on the other side of the bracket. Is Giannis going to play? Is he not? What's going on with Trey Young? All of those sort of things. So, in you know, Vinny can attest this. You talk about this. The rolling parlay, however you want to do it at this mm-hmm. point, it's just a, it's a little late to look at futures at this point. Even rolling parlays, it's a little tough. I mean, you could theoretically do it with the Clippers, right? a money line today. You're going to get a dog price in game seven. You can roll that over and then take that and bet them in a C- Series, whatever it's going to be in the next round so that's a different way you can attack and get a little bit more bang for your buck but to your question about like the, the way they're constructed look given the current layout I told this to mention Paul or uh, excuse me mention humans the other day uh, on follow the money where it was don't sleep on this Clippers team if they somehow win this series and let's and that at that point that was when they were at full strength but take on the Milwaukee Bucks for example. You know, this is a really good team, even currently constructed without Kawhi Leonard. This is a team that can attack. This is a team that can have that. Remember, they were the best shooting team in the league in the regular season. And a lot of these guys that are still currently active were a really big part of that. So, look, given the state of the rosters around the NBA at this point, any one of these four teams is live to win an NBA championship, given the health and whatnot. But, yes, I still stand by the fact that this Clippers team is championship material. I think we've seen it now over these last few games.
3: JVT. Uh, here's a, uh, talk a little bit about from your perspective, and it's not really you know, got to do with the number or anything else, but Paul George, he can never do anything right and only thinks wrong. Meanwhile, what a terrific uh, game he had the other day. Your thoughts on that, particularly uh, as somebody holding an 11-1 ticket on them?
5: Look, so I'm really glad you brought this up. I, I will be very frank. If you still are using, you know, pandemic P, whatever you want to do, paul like if you criticize Paul George, you're not watching basketball. You don't know how to watch basketball, there you right? Go. What he has had to do from a minutes perspective, Vinny, he yep. has 200 more minutes than the next guy in the postseason. And yes, the Knights aren't very efficient. I was critical of him in game four when there were a couple of possessions down the stretch where they went 0-12 trying to Mm -hmm. take the lead, right? Where he would just go hero ball, take one screen, hit a three-point shot, right? A lot of attempts that you can get late in a shot clock. He has his moments. But to watch what he has done, Mm -hmm. one, since Kawhi Leonard has been out, but two, throughout this entire postseason, and to still try to find a way to criticize him overall as a player is absolutely ridiculous. And Vinny, I've always said this too, and we should remember this, right? Being out here in Las Vegas, this is a man who snapped his leg in half in our city, right? Yep. During the during the Olympics in the, the Olympics, summer when they yep. were getting ready. What he came back from and where he is at right now, I will never understand the criticism of Paul George. I, I think he's a really good player. And I think yesterday, or excuse me, Monday was a cherry on top of what he has done. He has been absolutely incredible in this postseason.
4: Agreed. JVT, I want to I want to shift over to the Eastern Conference here because this is now a complete unknown of a series with uh, Trey Young officially questionable for tomorrow now in Game Five. Giannis officially doubtful, according to the Bucks, uh, which was announced recently as well after the hyperextension of the knee. JVT, for for this, uh, let's just say both Giannis and Trey Young don't play. What would you do with the line for tomorrow, which is currently sitting at Milwaukee minus two?
5: So I will say, I'll put this with a little bit of caveat, Jeff. If, are you telling me that Giannis is not going to play for the rest of the series? Because I will say this flat out. If Giannis is done for this series, right? If we know he's mm-hmm. not coming back, Give me the Hawks to win this thing, okay. because Giannis off of the court this regular season, it has been night and day for this team in terms of the Milwaukee Bucks. Some of the numbers, right? Giannis on the court, net rating plus 9.4. Off the court, a negative 0.6. If you go on the court with Giannis in terms of defensive efficiency, 109.1 when he is on the court. Off the court, 116.7. The rim frequency drops off from seven, excuse me, 34.9% of their attempts with Giannis on the court or within four feet of the basket. It drops to 29% when he's off the court. They have no presence within four feet of the basket. And that has been killing Atlanta when Milwaukee has been fully healthy and operating at a really high level. Right Through the first three games, they had nearly 100 attempts within four feet of the basket. And those were in non-garbage time minutes, guys. So that's counting out the entire fourth quarter of game two in which they blew them out. This has been an issue for Atlanta. But if Giannis is not out there, this is a poor defensive team. This is a jump shooting team. And this is a team that is extremely beatable, especially if you're looking at Atlanta. And yes, even without Trey Young, this is a series that I think the Hawks can win if Giannis is going to be done. So that's the worry, I think, with the Milwaukee Bucks. Defensively, they have some issues, man, if Giannis is not going to be out there on the floor.
3: And five cents now uh, to the Bucks in terms of the series price here at South Point up to $1.20 even on the Bucks. Uh, Right now, even though they took two and a half with the Hawks in the game initially.
1: So there's a couple scenarios that can play out based on what happens with these injuries. And Jeff already went over one of them. But what is the scenario if Giannis and Trey both do play in kind of an injured fashion? Is that almost more difficult to handicap than if they didn't play at all?
5: Oh, yeah, 100%, right? Because I always make the joke, Danielle. I think you've heard it. I've made it making times. You don't have the Street Fighter health bar above these guys' heads, right? <laughs> like, we have no idea what's going on in terms of how healthy that knee is or what's going on with that foot, what the pain tolerance is, right? We only get little glimpses on TNT uh, of the, you know, the shot really quickly if he's grimacing going up and down the court, either one of them. So I would say, yeah, you know, that does make that fully difficult. And, look, I, I think that's one of those situations where that's observational, right? Like, if both of these guys play in this next game, you're watching, you're seeing, as Trey Young, as he put it, right, Does he still have that blow by speed? Is he able to attack that little soft drop coverage that the Milwaukee Bucks have? Is Giannis as explosive? Is he grabbing the ball at the top of the key and doing his two steps back, left to right spin move and attacking and finishing with a little bit of a flourish, right? So I think in that instance, you're just sitting back and you're watching because your your eyes, I think, will tell you a lot more in those instances than any numbers can tell you, right? You'll be able to see if a guy is fully healthy or not being able to watch him play.
3: And that's textbook in-game. Yeah, Yeah. Mm, which we
1: love to do on primetime action. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we have JVT on for that. Uh, So obviously these injuries, everything going on, people are looking to bet these games later and later. It also affects the prop market very last minute. So if I want to double back to tonight's game really quick, we are going to look at these props more in a little bit, but I would love to get your take here, JVT. Uh, And you know I love a parlay prop, so I'll just throw one your way since you are a crusader of defending Paul George right now. Double-double for Paul George and the Clippers to win tonight. Paul George, yes, plus 180 or no, minus 240. What do you think?
5: So I think the problem is, you're, you, I, don't, I don't know if you're getting the price that you really should be on something like that, right? You know, this is a team that is generally going to be an underdog. On top of that, the, the price of Paul George actually getting a double-double. And he has been fantastic. Uh, But like, I think that you would want something over two to one somewhere in that range, right? Like I'll go like plus 225. So while it could theoretically happen, Danielle, you know, because of his performance and the way that he has been the lead guy in terms of ball handling attempts, all those things, you as a better aren't really getting the value that you should be on a number like that. So I would say uh, while it's perfectly plausible, I I want a little bit more like 225 or something like that.
1: Are there any players that you would look at for tonight's matchup in terms of player props? Obviously, people like to stay away from the stars usually as well. Is there anyone down the board you would look at?
5: So I haven't haven't played him, but what I have found fascinating in the prop market uh, is my guy, Big Government Reggie Jackson, in terms of his three-point shooting. Because for a while, you know, he the the market was only sitting at like one and a half made three-point shots for him. And going into the last game, he has hit two or more three-point shots in every game but two this postseason, right? Not even just this series, this postseason. But the market has like super corrected itself. Now we're talking about three and a half and they're like heavily juiced to the under about a buck 40 or so. And so while that might turn some people off it's a really big adjustment on a guy like Reggie Jackson. So like some of these things now coming under it, maybe for Reggie Jackson, in terms of the three point shooting, not so much because he hasn't been performing, but because the number has really been adjusted in the market. That has been something that I've been really interested by in terms of some player props, because Big Gub has been absolutely fantastic.
1: Any of that interesting to either of you guys here? Anything you would look to bet?
3: Go ahead. Well, I'll book it. You can go.
4: it <laughs> now. The, the only uh, the only prop uh, when I was on with Tim last night, yes. uh, even though at some point I know that Reggie Jackson regression monster is going to show up, uh, I did take a little of over twenty and a half points. So okay. I do have a little bit of that on, on Reggie. So you like you like Are
1: what we... JVT saying here about yeah.
4: Reggie.
5: Are we, are we sure that regressions coming I mean this I, is it's, a I, that,
4: like, I, I, JvT JvT may not come it may not come tonight tomorrow in the NBA Finals it may come next year but as long as it's not till next year I'll be I'll be pretty happy with that 20 over 20 and a half and JVT, I'll
5: tell you what throughout the regular season really quickly on Reggie Jackson You know, like it was one of the things coming into the postseason. I actually talked to Andrew Greif about these covers of Clippers on my podcast, one of the episodes, their best point guard by far was Reggie Jackson in Mm -hmm. terms of like plus minus with him on the floor. They were absolutely incredible in the regular season. So some of these changed roles, you know, they sometimes we see these guys find good different roles and it actually really helps their play. So believe in big guff. Obviously a lot of question marks
1: JVT. We have less than a minute here, but before we go, this is an impossible question for you to answer. Who are your teams making it to the finals and who's your team that's winning it at this point?
5: Clippers, and, I mean, it's hard. So we'll go Clippers, and I will go Hawks, and I will go Clippers win the title. How about
1: that? Yeah, we're thinking Giannis will be out there, obviously. Uh, all right, well, thanks so much to JVT, our senior NBA analyst, for being able to join us today.
3: Appreciate it, guys. See you, John.
1: So we didn't convince yeah, you on any props for tonight.
3: <laughs> DeAndre Aiden over, what's he got, 16 and a half points?
1: Oh, man, Big I had that over the other night. You know how many he had? 10. He had 10 points. The, one, get up to you tonight.
4: the one concern with the, with, with the Aiden props tonight yeah. is that If the Clipper goes small and he's unplayable again, you may not see a lot of him. That would be my hesitation on Aiden props tonight.
1: Well, we'll look at these props a little bit more later on. Vinny Vinny Uh,
4: disagrees with me.
1: Yeah, bet bet all the props. (laughs) Vinny wants you to bet every prop on the board, every game on the board. Don't forget about the Euro 2020. You can bet on soccer. Those games are on Friday and Saturday. Uh, So... (laughs) <laughs> that's a uh, that's Vinny's stance for us uh, on the vets tonight. But again, we'll get to the props again a little bit uh, later on. Uh, next up, we are going to talk about best bets for the night. We have 3 WNBA games tonight, guys. I have action and more coming up on my guys in the desert. And NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find the betting edges. VSIN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all of the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst we just had on here, Jonathan Vontobel, has all of the basketball insights. Our experts and the entire VSIN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on vsin.com and our daily members only best bet emails. Now is the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10 day free trial at slash subscribe. Daniel Avari, Vinny Maiulo, and Jeff Parles back here on my guys in the desert with one of uh, my favorite segments best bet so if you guys don't mind i I guess i'll go first uh because usually that's what wes reynolds prefers he says ladies first so uh three wmba games going on tonight i have action on all of them but for once i did not bet the side and total for every game because i'm not touching that aces and sparks 12 point spread i've done uh, some 15 point ones lately but i'm not touching this 12 point because i don't know what We're going to see from this Sparks team. So for the later game, Aces Sparks, I do have a total over 165. Both of these teams uh, very good offensively uh, when the Sparks want to be, when they decide to show up. More of a three-point shooting team. Aces definitely stronger in the paint. Uh, They have former MVP Asia Wilson, obviously Elizabeth Cambridge as well. So very strong in the paint. I'm expecting to see over 165 on that one. Uh, First game we'll see, though, Sky Wings. Uh, The Wings have been doing really well. New coach for them this year, and they've been looking a lot better. They used to be one of the lower teams in the WNBA, kind of on the come-up. Up here, but the sky have Candace Parker back and they have been uh, cruising with her. They did lose their last game scoring only 58 points, but it was against the Connecticut sun who are killer right now. Uh, so I wouldn't read into that one too much. Um, very low scoring, uncharacteristic game for them. So expecting to see higher scoring from them tonight against the wings. Also a team that loves to shoot. So over 165 on that, but under 165 and a half on the Mercury and Lynx game, both two strong defensive teams here. Uh, the Lynx. Not a team I love to bet against right now, but I am going to take the Mercury minus two and a half. Uh, again, an experienced team. They have Skylar Diggins Smith, uh, and of course, Diana Taurasi. I believe first game back a couple days ago, and she did great. So, uh, Mercury minus two and a half here seems like the play for me. Jeff Parles, what do you have for tonight?
4: Very small slate for me. Yeah, I am only on the LA Clippers getting the one. Uh, I took. Uh, thank you for offering the one. Vinny. I appreciate that. Uh, that. That's all I have. I look it just every single time that the Clippers have had their backs against the wall in this postseason. They have found a way and look uh, there is a legitimate path to the Clippers actually going for the closeout tonight. Paul George makes either of those free throws. DeAndre Aiden doesn't have that tip in. We're talking about the Clippers probably being a favorite actually in this game in game six up three, two as opposed to being a one point dog. So very happily take the Clippers uh, getting a point tonight. At home against Phoenix,
3: why wouldn't you just lay one o five instead of and tell me oh no, because win the if Phoenix
4: wins by one, I get my money back, so Bro, you're not if, that confident Nicole. i i, I, ra- I rather I, again i'm i, 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 I can uh, look uh I'm trying every, to save every, you a nickel. No, I mean, look. I, every, every don't point, you like them to win the game? You just said I, I do like them to win the game, but I'll take the one. And if they lose by one, uh, like they did in game two, I, I won't be as aggravated as I would be. Every
3: nickel counts.
1: <laughs> so, if the Clippers do go small ball tonight, and it kind of renders Aiton uh, ineffective here, you don't think that the Clippers have a better shot based on what
4: you saw in game five? I Look, I, I I, again, I think the Clippers are going to win tonight. But you want so that point? No, I'll, t- I'll take the point. I, again, I, I, I know what, what, what Mr. Malio is trying to do here. I get I, I, I what he's trying to do. I'm trying to edge. I'm just trying. To, if you like the if you like the Clippers plus one, you like them to win the game. You no, know, no, I understand that. It's too, it's it's too not late. Like it's not like I'm taking a half a point. <laughs> I, I, again, I, I, we need Chris Andrews in here to tell the uh, story of when whoever it was bet the ha- plus the half in the NFL game that landed as a tie. Oh, so you want to get in his next book? <laughs> okay, now then you should have said that to start with. I get it. I, I understand. Can't get now. tie in the NBA game, though, Vinny. Can't get that.
1: No, uh, no MLB action on your slate tonight. Are no, there any I, games so, that you so, looked
4: at? So. Uh, if the Angels' bullpen wasn't just a total disaster, I probably would be on the Angels tonight Which against the Hay Yankees the with Otani pitching. Yeah. But the Angels' bullpen is just so unreliable, and they're playing in a, again Yankee Stadium is a hitter's haven. So
3: they bet the uh, Angels. Thing.
4: Yeah, I'm not. I, I I think that's the right side, but I just mm-hmm. I don't trust that bullpen enough to take the Angels again. You, you're very rarely going to see the Ang- Angels as that short of a dog against the Yankees in the Bronx. But I mean, it's it's Otani night.
3: It will be a great crowd there to see him tonight, seriously you would hope Indiana. so yeah. yeah, I think so. I think so.
1: Is it a situation where you could look at the first five since we're not sure
4: about the bullpen Maybe, but that price uh, again I, I just looking at that price, you're looking at about a, a 15 20 cent difference from the full game and and look, do I expect Otani to pitch well? Yeah, I do. Uh, but but look, the, the one thing that Otani has struggled with, he's been much better recently. He did struggle with walking guys early in the season, and you can't walk guys in that ballpark and get away with it.
1: All right. Well, we'll go over the full MLB slate uh, before the end of the show. Next up, we'll look at those playoff props one more time. Stick with us right here on My Guys in the Desert. Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the the up-to-the-second info you need. Danielle Avari, Vinny Maiulo, Jeff Parles on the desk. For my guys in the desert here, well, we talked about the NBA game going on tonight with JVT in the top of this hour. We talked a little bit about the props, and uh, Jeff did not seem interested or enthralled in any of these. But I'm going to try to see if we can change that. So, uh, some player props also that you can look or player parlay props rather that you can look at. Besides the Paul George one we talked about, you can also uh, look at Chris Paul. To score, have a double double and the Suns win at plus three twenty five, no, minus four eighty, or DeAndre Ayton double double and the Suns win, yes at plus one seventy five, or no at minus two thirty. Tell me why you hate it at least.
4: Ah, so for such a hater, I guess it's in my nature today. For tell some us reason. why not to bet it if we're not betting it. So let let, let me attack the Ayton one first, Danielle, because the concern that I have. Is that he's just not going to be on the floor as much as he's been so far in this in in this series? Because if the Clippers go small, Aiden was virtually unplayable in Game Five. So that would be the one concern of, uh, of betting the yes on Aiden at plus 175. If you're going to give me the uh, the double double and Suns win one, I'd much rather have the CP3. Mm-hmm. This feels like a night where CP3 goes for 20 and 10. Uh, on the assists. And if Phoenix is going to win, then that's fine. Again, it's just one of those it's tricky with these because you're not getting it probably should be an extra dollar at least Mm. on that. So it's just tough to bet to bet it with that. I I would be curious on just Chris Paul double double without the Suns winning. That's still going to be a plus price. That would be something I would be I I, I consider it at least, uh, depending if the price is right.
3: In all seriousness, I I agree with with Jeff because the Chris Paul aspect, the ball's going to be in his hands. So, you know, just every every possession that he's on the floor. So uh, that's something that you want to take into consideration for sure.
1: Uh, When you take a look at the points props for tonight, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make you guys do a little would you rather here just because. Sounds good. Uh, So uh, would you rather Marcus Morris, uh, over 13.5 points or under, minus 134 to the over, plus 105 to the under. We saw some, some fire in his step in the last game. Does he continue it a little bit tonight?
4: So this is this is the big question for the Clippers tonight is, will Morris and Cousins regress back to what you would anticipate them doing off of those big performances? I I think I'd only bet the over there. I, I think I would. A
1: little bit of juice there, yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. not alone there.
4: Yeah, not a, not big, but I think I would only bet the over on uh, on Morris there. I think that would be what I would do. Regress. I'll take the the progression under.
1: Okay, good. I like a little bit of tension here. Again, we're just uh, twisting their arms a little bit here because not a lot of player props that we're interested in. But uh, Reggie Jackson has been something that Mm -hmm. uh, JVT mentioned. I know Kelly Bidlin, our producer on Primetime Action, has bet a lot of his props throughout the playoffs uh, because he's been overperforming a little bit or at least more than the books were expecting. So if we take a look at his three-point prop for tonight, three-and-a-half is the number, over, plus 140, and under minus 182, I think Tim Murray made a tweet about this you've been with him a lot on the nightcap on v um about how he's been far exceeding this prop so far well
4: it's been when it's been a two and a half he's been great at landing on three so it's now a you're little seeing. more difficult at the three and a half if we're just gonna go reggie jackson props uh, that over 20 and a half i think is pretty good I, I because even though again at some point the regression monster is going to hit reggie jackson i don't think it's coming in this series <laughs> It may come next year. It may legitimately come when he's playing on a different team next year when he gets a massive contract this offseason. So uh, if we're looking at Jackson props, points over would be the one that I would look at. I wouldn't touch the three and a half. I think that's just a little
3: too tough. What's the the price of the three and a half? uh, Three three pointers.
4: So over,
1: you get plus 140. Under, minus
3: 182. Minus 182. People love it. Yeah, no, I don't.
1: They believe in him getting those three three pointers, uh, but not four.
3: Eighty plus forty. Where okay?
1: <laughs> so your point about the points. Next. Reggie Jackson up to twenty-one and a half now is the number, but pretty even on both sides. Yeah, I still
3: think that's okay
4: at twenty-one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 again, if the Clippers are, I, 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 have a feeling that if the Clippers are going to win, Paul George is going to have a big night. Reggie Jackson is going to have a big night. That would be the way that, that I would look at it. I, I don't want to say to correlate it because, of course, mm-hmm. the two of them could have a huge game and the Suns get a huge game from Paul and Booker and Phoenix is moving to the NBA Finals. But uh, if the Clippers are going to be in this game and win this game, they're going to need both of those guys that big games. And mm-hmm. I think they get them for both.
1: Let me ask you this, because obviously not a tantalizing prop market for you guys tonight. What's mm-hmm. a player you would not touch in the prop market tonight? You would not look at his his props at all. Is it DeAndre Aiden because we're not sure what's well, going yeah. to happen now?
4: Well, Aiden I would – if the number got high enough, I'd consider going under because mm-hmm. I just don't know, again, how much he's going to be on a court. I, I think it's the Suns role players tonight, like uh, like the Crowders, Crowder. the Bridges. Yeah. Uh, if campaign has numbers, Payne. Like, I, I just don't know what you're going to get out of those guys on the road, especially, again, last time these teams played in L.A., Danielle – this is eighty four eighty, so basically everything went under in the prop market. Obviously, the game went under by uh, only fifty five points there.
3: Yeah, I, I would, I would. You're clear of Bridges and Crowder. Yeah, I would agree with Jeff. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, what about some hockey props? Could I interest you in a hockey prop tonight?
3: Oh, go ahead, Jeffrey.
1: I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to find something. I'm always fishing for She's a looking, sure. Sure, let's, there you let's go. hear it. So, uh, home team goals tonight for the Canadians at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, over two and a half at minus 200. Under two and a half at plus 150. Over three minus 121. Under three minus 107. Should I keep going up, or do you think it's going to be a tight that, game?
4: That, th- that three minus 120 kind of. On, over you said three. On, you said on over three. Oh. Yeah, so home for Tampa. Team. So over three minus 120. I, they're going to score three. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of yeah. will you get the fourth or not, and I'm not a huge fan of laying two dollars on the two and a half. So uh, that three minus one twenty over uh, on Lightning team goals, I, that's not bad, Danielle. That that that's worth well, a look at least.
3: Well, especially if they have, they're favored. hmm Uh, you know, they're they're a two to one favorite mm-hmm. at least. So you're you're banking on a uh, an empty netter. As well, right? right? So a three gets you a push. I mean, and, and the three minus twenty to the over, yeah,
4: not yeah. bad. The the one concern yeah. that I have though, and you brought up the empty net goal. The Lightning are one of the teams, and and my, both of these teams are guilty of it. Actually, they don't shoot at the empty net, Vinny. At least in this postseason, it's just been well get, get the puck out of the zone and just dump it the, in, and the, and don't bother going on net.
3: They had their number one penalty uh, uh, power play. Unit on the on the ice the other night with seventy mm-hmm. seconds to go, as we talked about with Eddie well, get, for, for a for a for a message there. And if you got a chance, I think that changes tonight okay. with the empty net. Given hey. the chippiness, that hey, occurred. look, I'm
4: all in on putting so. your five forwards on the ice in a in a, in a, four, in a four one game to get the total <laughs> over. I'm okay
3: with that. Hey, if, 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 and you know what? If somebody's off the bench or something like that has a chance to put a uh, put a goal in uh, in an empty net for in a Stanley Cup final.
1: Why not? Minus I mean, Eddie J- Olchek did say probably a snug game tonight, I believe, is the word he used. Mm-hmm. So total sitting at five still uh, and a juice on the over for that based on probably what you saw in game one. We have MLB games left to talk about. We'll get to those next right here on My Guys in the Desert. work. Welcome back in. Don't wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRiver's new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at River Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, get a $250 match bonus, the fastest payouts, and only one-time playthrough at BetRiver's, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem in Illinois, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania? Call 1 800 Gambler in Indiana, 1 800 with it in Colorado, 1 800 4700 in Michigan, 1 800 Virginia, 1 888 532 3500. Not valid in Iowa. Back here for one last time on My Guys in the Desert, Danielle Vare on the desk with Vinny Maiulo and Jeff Parles. Looking at the MLB slate for tonight, we talked a little bit about the Angels at the Yankees a little bit earlier on. 7 p.m. Eastern start here, so just a couple minutes. Shohei Otani on the mound for the Angels, his first start in. In Yankee Stadium two home runs last night who could forget uh, and leads the MLB with 28 home runs right now final thoughts on this game Jeff
4: so again it's just one of those where I would love to bet the angels here but their bullpen is just so bad right that I don't trust them and Otani the one the one again I don't want to knock Otani because he's he's essentially modern day Babe Ruth at this point but going deep in the games has been a concern for him so far, and obviously, when you're still fresh enough off Tommy John surgery, you're you're going to be cautious with a guy. So, unless if he can give me seven, I don't feel confident in in betting on the Angels because that bullpen is just such a mess. So, uh, no play for me. It would be the only I, the Angels were a consideration. The total of ten, probably not really a consideration because of Otani. But again, the Angels bullpen is there, so. If an over happens there wouldn't stun me.
3: Yeah. Uh the betters do they, they like the Angels here. They like Otani. Uh the Yankees opened dollar thirty. They're down a dollar twenty uh and have been there for since pretty much since we came on the on the air today. So we they, Angels were a bit early. And the game was bet over from nine and a half to ten. Uh I don't think there's a lot of confidence in either bullpen <laughs> in uh, in Yankee Stadium here with uh, with that ten. Interesting uh, to on the board. see
1: the Yankees at minus 120, I feel like not but a few weeks ago, we every game was minus 200, much like the Dodgers.
3: Well, struggling, right? And uh, really, when you think about it, and, and until they find a way to to get back on track and then, oh, by the way, have to beat the Red Sox, who they're 0 for against. Um, it's going to be an interesting stretch here for the Yankees because I believe they've got a ton of, a ton of games coming up with the Red Sox in the month of July. So unless they get that, uh, that squared away head-to-head, then uh, the Yankees are, uh, I'm not saying they're going to be sellers, but as far as being relevant, I don't know if they're going to be able to catch the Red Sox if they don't beat them head-to-head.
1: Well, Red Sox also play in just a few minutes here, 7:10 p.m. Eastern start, Royals at Red Sox. Mike Miner on the mound versus Martin Perez. What do we think of this matchup?
4: That, that game uh, almost assuredly going to be in a weather delay. Uh, I've been seeing multiple people that we we know in Boston tweeting pictures of very dark clouds and uh, that's never what you want there. So, uh, Vinny, I'm I'm curious to see how how people bet this because Perez has been the one Red Sox starter that has Mm -hmm. not really been bought into and has been bet against a lot this year. Uh, But the Royals. Have been so bad in this month, even though they won earlier this week against the Red Sox.
1: Officially delayed, officially delayed. So, so I would uh,
4: maybe bet the over eleven, but the problem is you have to see what post extreme weather, what the weather is going to actually be there before betting that total.
3: And they took the dog in this game, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean the Red Sox are hot. Uh, The Royals are going in the opposite direction. They've had, you know, they they started the season off real well, but that's another team that's really had a, a very rough June. Uh, uh, this game uh, was also bet over from 10.5 to 11. So we'll have to see. Uh, right now the Red Sox are $1. fifty, and uh, they did open as $1. sixty favorites here at the South Point. So they bet, uh, bet the game over, and they bet the Royals here, but we'll have to see if they even get the game in, uh, given the weather right now.
1: Uh, another game going on, hopefully in a couple minutes, not delayed. Marlins at Philly, 7.05 p.m. Eastern start there. Jordan Holloway versus Aaron Nola. Philly's record at home, 22-14. and 14. The Marlins are 15-27 and 27 on the road. Uh, value at all in this money line price with the Phillies, which is is really getting up there at this point.
3: Well, you would think, you know, that the Phillies were in, uh, at the top of the division instead of three games under, given the price here at 2 30 and the fact that they opened $1.95. But they're going against the Marlins, right, who really mm-hmm. – They've hit uh, they've hit rough times as well, uh, outside of a couple of a uh, couple of starters. But uh, you know it's all about the Phillies here in terms of straight bets, and uh, and parlays. Total sitting at eight and a half, 230, minus, minus on the uh, on the run line minus a dime. You're gonna have to put up. Uh, so if you like the Phillies, it's, I wouldn't. You know you can't. It's tough to lay two thirty.
4: So I would. So this is what I would do. And with watching the Phillies uh, play the Mets over the weekend and then watching the Phillies again last night, and and really it's been a trend all year for them. Their bullpen is laughably bad. And there have been good opportunities, even on Monday against the Reds. They were winning that game in the sixth inning and lost Mm -hmm. by eight. So there were going to be in-game opportunities to bet against the Phillies when they're in front because their starting pitching still has been pretty good. Mm -hmm. all things considered. Nolan's coming off equaling Seaver's record with the 10 straight strikeouts in Mm -hmm. that performance over the weekend. But the Marlins, again, this is just one of those where it's the movable object against the stoppable force here, where the Marlins have just been so bad recently offensively that it's it's tough to bet on Miami. But look for an in-game opportunity, maybe on a total over with the Phillies bullpen is asked to get a lot of outs, or maybe even take the Marlins on a bigger run line, uh, a bigger run line number if they're down like, let's say, three going to the seventh and Nola's done. Maybe take a shot on the Marlins plus two and a half runs or, or – or three-and-a-half, or whatever you may get out there.
3: Phillies are at the top of a category that you don't want to be at the top of, and that is blown leads. Uh, you yes. know, losing games where they've had the lead, and uh, the, to Jeff's point, their their bullpen's been this. this every, every, I think the Mets beat them three out of four times, and the Phillies were winning every game.
4: The, the Mets did not throw a pitch while leading that whole series no. and got a split in the four-game series. No. That's how bad things were for the Phillies' bullpen. And also, too, it's June 30th. Which, by the way, I had to double take that it was June can't believe 30th. Yet, July starts tomorrow. But the Phillies are four blown saves off their club record for a single season. Mm-hmm. It is June. That is not good, Danielle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean not, not much to say they, can, they just cannot close out a game obviously, even when they uh, seem to have the backup from their their batters. Uh, one other game that's getting underway in a couple of minutes here, Mariners and Blue Jays, Sheffield on the mound for the Mariners, Mats for the Blue Jays, uh, run line minus one and a half minus 134 in favor of the blue Jays or minus 250 on the money line for the Jays plus 210 ish for the Mariners, even two to one, and then total sitting around 10 and a half
3: Two up to 240.. Mm-hmm. Think that's about a, this. A humongous 50, price. 50-cent 50 move to the Blue Jays tonight with Matts uh, on the hill. Uh, Ten and a half for the total. Uh, that's uh, That hasn't moved. Uh, and, again, the Jays, uh, you're going to have to lay seven to five if you think they can cover this run line. It's a big number.
4: The Mariners defy logic. They're horrible offensively. They don't pitch well. And they're one game over 579 mm-hmm. games into the season. They defy logic, but here's the problem, though. Lane 240 with this Blue Jay team, and and Matt's has been pretty good, but Matt's had uh had uh, went on the the COVID yeah. IL for a little bit. I I don't I hate betting the Mariners, but that would be the only side I would do here. That that price is wild there. For again, the Blue Jays are better than the, than the Mariners, but I don't care that the pitching matchup favors uh, Toronto that's just that's just too big of a number there to, to pass up on the two dollars with the Mariners
3: think about that 50 cent move that's
4: crazy and I know EJ's. Sheffield hasn't been hasn't been good either but no but and that's still like again it's not the like we're number. betting on on Roy Holiday pitching for, for for Toronto here we're talking about Steven Matz.
1: Uh, what about the Padres and the Reds also getting underway? 7:10 p.m. Eastern here. Uh, Joe Musgrove versus Vladimir Gutierrez. Uh, looking at the line right now, it uh, looks like it's sitting with the Padres at minus 180 on the money line and Reds plus 165 total at 10, well, slightly the, juiced to the under.
3: Yeah, folks loving the chalk again. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's another game, uh, 30 cent move, and you know we've had to move these games uh, according to uh, to the betting, and they're betting them uh, they're betting them quite. Uh, quite heavily, so from a dollar fifty up to now a dollar eighty. There are also minus. You see them a lot of minuses uh, on the on the run line as well. Minus one and a half, minus fifteen, ten for the total in this Padres Reds game.
4: I I wish the total was nine and a half here. Of course because, you do because because uh, I w- I would go over a nine and a half.
3: <laughs> did you want to buy a half a run? Did you, did you, I, I called Chrissy.
4: No, I'm I'm good there, Vinny. <laughs> uh, the uh, Look, the the Padres, Danielle, left 16 men on base in a nine-inning game. That's the most that has happened in an MLB game in six years. So it's not like they're going – the pitching for Cincinnati has been all over the place this whole year. Um, maybe, Maybe a Padre team total over five and a half if the juice isn't crazy. Maybe you go that route tonight in this game.
1: I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to say with the with the spread looking the way it is, or with the total, rather, at 10. Uh, looking at the late games for tonight, just we're coming up in the last couple of minutes, anything that jumps out to you, we have Tigers and Indians have a game two, the Mets at the Braves, Orioles at Astros, Twins at White Sox, and the Rangers at
4: the A's. So, the, Vinny, I want to ask you about that Baltimore-Houston game because it's Baltimore, <laughs> Baltimore has been the two biggest underdogs of the year back-to-back days. And won. And won both of them. Outright. <laughs> convincingly, no matter in both of those games. And now you have the guy who everyone loves to fade in Matt Harvey mm-hmm. going on the mound. And, Vinny, this is one of those rare appearances where normally people bet against the sweep. People are right. betting on the sweep here with the way this has moved.
3: Well, we used 310 to start, got down to 290 and now back up to $3. And, okay. again, I think that's a byproduct of – that's not just straight bets, but that's – that's you know the the Astros are in every parlay. Don't forget. So Houston went into Baltimore it was a, a week week and a half ago and swept them convincingly. They destroyed the Orioles in Camden Yards. Right. And here you have the O's, which when I was on with you and Tim last night, had you put a hundred dollars and rolled it over in two games, you probably would have got about thirteen to one minimum. Yep. So think about that. But here they are now. Two way action.
1: surprise there. Well, lots of action to get in on tonight. Uh, Good luck to Jeff tonight on his Clippers plus one. Uh, So Clippers Suns going on tonight. Maybe the Suns close it out tonight. Maybe the Clippers force it to seven. Huge thanks to Eddie Olchek for also coming on, talking about the Stanley Cup finals also going on tonight. Game two, Canadians and Lightning, something you can bet on. And Jonathan Von Tobel, of course, thanks to him, our NBA analyst, for joining us. I'll be back here tomorrow with Wes Reynolds. We'll see you then. Until then, good luck with your bets.
0: work.